dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question, and we're here to help you out. Before you pick up the paintbrush, before you pick up the saw, pick up the phone and call us at 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about easy access to your house. For example, have you ever tried to open a round doorknob like in the rain when it's really slippery and your arms kind of, and your hands sort of like spins right off it or if you've got like a handful of groceries or an armful of groceries or carrying some kids or something like that i mean around my house it just doesn't work it just doesn't work so well so we're going to have some tricks of the trade to make access easier into your house and also ahead i know we talk about this a lot but moisture plus any organic food source like wood or drywall or paper or even insulation equals mold, that famous four-letter word that no one likes to hear about in their home. So coming up, we're going to tell you which states, and it could be the state you live in, have homes that have the most mold issues. Stick around this hour. Plus, EPA studies show that the air inside your home can be much worse than the air that you breathe outdoors. So we're going to tell you about a new product that's going to help clear the air in your home 24-7 at the touch of a button. And this hour, we're giving away a great prize that's going to help you greenify, if that's a real word, your house while also greenifying your wallet because it is totally free. We're giving away $120 worth of compact fluorescent light bulbs from our friends at Sylvania. You are going to save energy, save money, and save the planet. So you can feel really good about calling in this hour, but you got to be in it to win it at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Marilyn's got a question to help the sky fall. What's going on? Your ceilings are too high for you? Yes. I have a house that the ceilings are 10 foot tall. I am 4 foot 8. <laughs> so that's really high. Yes, very much. So I guess tall heels are out of the question, huh? <laughs> very much so. Okay. What I want to do is I want to put 10, like you have in a building, on an old building. I've seen it done in the ceiling, and I need to know how I go about lowering the ceilings of where it would still support the tin and still look old. I don't want it to look new. I have a better solution for you. Armstrong makes some really high-end ceiling tiles for drop ceiling frames that look just like tin if they're painted properly. Leslie, what's that finish that they put on there? Uh On the, um, to make it look like Like it's patina? Yeah, it's like a patina. You can, I mean, there's several ways you can do it. You can do it as a foiling. You can do it as almost a glazing. There's different ways that you can do it, but they may even offer it as a tin ceiling tile. And you might even be able, because they're replicas, they're lightweight, they're aluminum and not tin, you can actually yep. sheathe these drop-in tiles with those tin-style pieces to make it look like the real thing. It really looks good. And it's not hard to install. You know, it's in drop ceilings today, don't look anything like the drop ceilings of yesteryear. These ceilings look fantastic. Okay, thanks a lot for your help, and I like your program. You're welcome, Marilyn. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
All right. Well, usually we're asking you to call in and give us information about what you're working on. Well, we want you to chime in on something of a far different topic. We've been talking about this for months. We're searching for the ugliest door in America with Thermatru, and we want to hear about what you think about the finalists. That's right. The judges over at Thermatru have come up with the 10 ugliest doors from all the entries received by those folks, and there are some really ugly doors out there. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what we think about them because there are some pretty ugly doors that have been entered, but it is your turn to vote, America. We want to know what you think. Visit MyUglyDoor.com and vote today for the door and the homeowner that you think are the most deserving. You will be the ultimate decider of the ugliest door in America. Do it today at MyUglyDoor.com. That winner is going to win a $5,000 entryway makeover from Thermatru. So do it today, MyUglyDoor.com. It's the home improvement patriotic thing to do. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Frank in New York needs some help with a flooring problem. What's going on at your money pit? Hi. Yes, I purchased a home uh, recently, and the home is over 40 years old, having uh, 5,100 square feet of carpeting, and I removed and had help removing carpeting up to about 1,000 square feet, uh, which is glue it's like a black glue onto the flooring which is mm. plywood and one of the problems is that i'm scraping and trying to remove the glue it's like a black tarish glue mm-hmm. right onto a foam and it just sticks to my feet and everybody oh, walks on it for like yeah, it's terrible on stuff. Flypaper. what are you trying to put on top of that well eventually i may go for a tile a ceramic tile I'm not sure as yet, but certainly I'm very disenchanted with carpeting after watching this, and a lot of it was disintegration from just age, and there's a lot of dust. Is the glue lumpy, or is it smooth? It's it's flat. Okay, well, what I'm going to suggest is why don't you go over it, just get off as much as you can, leave the rest, and go on top of it. A laminate floor would be a really good solution here, because you could lay down a very thin laminate underlayment, which is usually like a very thin foam, and then you put the flooring right on top of that, and the foam will absorb any unevenness because of the glue that was there before, and you'll have a nice clean floor on top of it. Thank you so much. Do you have a, a book? Are you going to publish a book? With all your ideas <laughs> F- on Funny your show you should ask. Fantastic. Not only are we going to tell you that we have a book coming out called My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure, but can I think I we can send you one. Oh, you will? Yeah, we'd be happy Thank to. You. And yes, it will be available at Barnes & Noble and lots of other great bookstores. No, because everything you say, you know, like I, I'm I'm conquering one thing, and then maybe a, a week later I'll forget what I heard on your show about a particular <laughs> problem. Keep a pen and paper right by the radio. You know, Frank, houses don't come with owner's manuals, and that's the book we tried to put together. So it's called Thank My Home, so My much. Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. And if you hold on, we'll send you a copy just for asking us about it. Thanks so much. Thank you. You are tuned into the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Something going on at your house right now that you just cannot figure out? That mystery pinging in the wall? The nonstop toilet flushing? Well, we can help. Call us with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, we're going to deliver easy access to your house. Are you tired of wrestling with doorknobs when your hands are dirty or full? We've got a solution that will get you right in there after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Woo! 
portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because one caller we talked to on the air this hour will be automatically entered into our random prize drawing. This hour, we're giving away 120 bucks worth of new micro mini CFL bulbs from Sylvania. And what does CFL stand for, Leslie? Um, compact fluorescent light bulbs, sir. Oh, good job. You've been studying. Totally. <laughs> These are actually great for... Uh, any place around your house that takes an incandescent light bulb, one of these mini CFLs will fit. You want to win it? Pick up the phone and call us right now. The number, one eight 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 money pit All right. Well, maybe you've just finished working on a super messy outdoor project, and you're trying to think about what you need to do to get inside and clean up quickly, and you're racing towards the door because you don't want to get whatever's on your hand on the doorknob, and you're trying to use the elbow, and it's just not working. Well, all of that stands between you and your kitchen sink because you just can't quite grab that knob with your hands covered in garden dirt or paint or engine grease. Because number one, you know you'd be getting yelled at by somebody else in the house for making a giant mess on that lovely finished doorknob. Okay, folks? So don't even think about it. When you're thinking about replacing door hardware, if you're updating the look or thinking about a new finish, because finish styles come and go like jewelry. One week it's gold, the next week it's bronze, the next week it's brushed aluminum. There's lots of different choices out there. So if you're thinking about updating, people are getting rid of round doorknobs and they're thinking about lever handles, which are so much easier for folks of all ages, young and old, weak hands, whatnot, slippery hands, dirty hands, they just work better. That's right. You know, you don't have to twist or turn those lever handles. You don't even have to grab them. All you do is press down on the handles, flat surface, and push. It only takes the touch of a closed fist or a finger or an elbow if your arms are full. And <laughs> or you the can bag open of groceries. Doors. That's right. You can open doors in a flash. And they're actually pretty easy to install. All the instructions come in the package. They rarely need any carpentry work. Basically, you just unscrew the old handle and screw in the new lever handle and you are good to go. 888-666-3974. We're good to go to answer your home improvement question. Leslie, who's next? Fred's got a plumbing question. Let's see what we can do for him. Yes, uh, I live in a 1933 house and I installed a tankless water heater a couple of years ago. Okay. My primary complaint is in the wintertime not being able to get hot water in any kind of immediate fashion when when I want to wash my hands and the huh. water's really cold. Okay. And uh, my, the plumbing of the house is such that it takes quite a while for the hot water to reach all the different faucets. Okay. The tankless water heater is not going to solve that problem. That's a problem of the distance between the water heating appliance, be it a tankless water heater or a tank water heater, and the actual fixture. Now, the way a tankless water heater could help you is if you zoned it. Because a tankless water heater is so small and it's so easy to install in places that a tank water heater would not fit, if you were to put a second tankless water heater closer to the bathrooms and create a second zone, then it would get there that much quicker. But it's a, it's a factor of the, dis- of the distance. I guess that's what I'll have to do to remedy the situation. All right, Fred. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Beverly in Indiana needs some help with a painting project. What can we do for you? Yes, thank you for taking my call. I'm dealing with an old frame house that has aluminum white siding on it. And it is faded out and it just looks bad. And I want to know if I can paint it and what will be the process. Hmm. Well, you certainly can paint it. And aluminum does uh, start to fade, of course, over the years. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to pressure wash that house to get as much of the loose paint off as possible. 
The next thing you're going to want to do is prime it. Now, the priming is the most important step, Beverly. Okay. If it's not primed properly, uh, it's, the paint's not going to stick. I would use an oil-based, high-quality primer that's designed to stick to aluminum, and then I would put a top coat over that. Now, the best way to apply both the primer and the paint when you have aluminum siding is to have it sprayed. Okay. Because it can flow on much nicer than you can possibly brush it and get into all those nooks and crannies. Oh, okay. Well, I thank you for taking my call. And I had been told that I could not paint it because the paint would not adhere. Oh, no, that's not true at all. The only thing you need to be concerned about is with latex paint because latex paint um, contains ammonia. And sometimes when the ammonia comes into contact with the aluminum, it can create a gas. And then the gas causes bubbles and then that causes air to get underneath. And then that sort of causes the whole thing to crack from underneath itself. Okay, I wrote all this down. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Don in Maryland's dealing with some mold in the bath. What can we do for you? I've got a recurring problem with uh, mold or mildew. I think it's basically mildew on the ceiling in the bathroom. Uh, we've used uh, Kills um, brand paint to try and cover it up. It comes back through. We've used uh, the heavy metal additives in the paint. We've sanded off and repainted, and we're out of options. It comes back after about two weeks. We've you know, bleached the ceiling, and I just don't know what else to do. All right, well, let's talk about the ventilation that's in that bathroom space. Do you have a vent fan that's venting it outside? No, it's a uh, outside bath with a uh, just a window. With a window. Okay, well, this would be part of the problem. We need We need to manage the moisture, okay? And the best way to do that is if you could install a bathroom exhaust fan that's on a timer so that when the light goes off, the fan stays on for another... 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Well, no, I wouldn't say that long, but at least another, you know, minute or two. Really? Because I've always heard 15 minutes after a shower, you want to run that fan. Nah, I don't think you have to run it that long. But basically, you do have to run it because you have to purge that area of the moisture and that's the biggest issue you have going for you there that you have a lot of moisture and with no place to go i mean obviously there is an exception in the building code that says if you have a window you don't have to have a bath fan but it's a stupid exception because this is what happens okay don thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit david in kentucky you've got the money pit what can we do for you today uh, yes, I have a question on uh, putting a, a utility sink in my basement. I don't have a drain. Because you want to wash that dog? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's one thing I could do. I didn't even think about that. But I don't have a drain there. I just have a sump pump hole. Okay. <laughs> Can I put my waste drain, drain it into the sump pump hole and have the sump pump pump that waste water out? Well, let's just say that that is not technically correct, but I've seen it done. The better solution is something called a lift pump. And what that is, is it looks like about the size of a sump, maybe a bit smaller. And it's kind of like a sealed plastic bucket that is sort of underneath the utility sink. And what happens is it's float actuated. So as the water drains into this reservoir, a float comes on when the water gets to the top and kicks on a pump. And then it pumps the wastewater up high enough so that it could be drained into the main uh, drain waste vent pipe that's going out of the house. And that's right there. So that wouldn't be a problem. Are you talking about, I mean, how does it get into that pump? Well, it actually sits right on the floor under the sink. 
Okay. It's about the size of a of a small trash can. It's kind of way to look the way to describe it. I see. And not too hard to install, and not terribly uh, complicated or expensive to buy. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I didn't even know such thing existed. Yep, it does. And you'll find that in a, in, online in a plumbing supply house, or probably even in a big home center. Okay. Just awesome. describe what you want to do, and they'll hook you up with the right parts. Well, allergies, asthma, and other illnesses can all be the result of bad air quality. Up next, we're going to tell you about a new system that can scrub the air in your house 24-7 and prevent all of that yuckiness when we return. Pit is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the all-natural super strong air freshener, available in spray and solid form. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and it is officially air conditioning season, if you haven't noticed. It is hot across America, and according to the EPA, indoor air quality can be much more dangerous than the air outside. And that's something to think about as you've got all those windows shut and the air cranking. And millions of Americans are taking notice and installing whole home air cleaners. Now, these are especially beneficial to those who suffer from allergies, as many of us do, and used mostly in the spring and the fall when allergies are the most bothersome, especially to me. Well, unfortunately, in the past, the whole home air cleaners out there have been tied in with the heating and cooling system, which are not that much used in the spring and the fall for most of the country. But April Air now has a brand new product that allows you to run the whole house air cleaner when you need it most. And to tell us all about it is Dave Reifstack from April Air. Hey, Dave. Hi, Tom. Hi, Leslie. Now, this is really a unique breakthrough. Talk to us about how the new unit works and why we can get year-round comfort out of it. Well, historically, as you mentioned, when you install a whole house air cleaner, you have what's called passive control, which in short means it operates when your, your furnace or your air conditioner is running. As Leslie just pointed out, a lot of times, when allergies are at their worst in the spring and the fall is when there is no need for your furnace to be running or your air conditioning to be running. So with a historical air cleaner installed with passive control, in essence what it meant was it wasn't working because there was no way to turn it on. Now we have, uh, with this new product, we have what's called an active control, meaning the consumer has the ability at the push of a button to turn the air cleaner on when they need it for the specific reasons that they need it. Now, how do you control the time on that so it's not sort of running 24-7? I mean, I used to just, you know, take the fan switch and put it down to the on position from auto, but I always had to remember to turn it off. That's right. Now you have uh, what we would call four different preferences or buttons on a control. The control would mount right by your thermostat. The four buttons would give you the type of operation that you want. For example, you might want constant cleaning which means the air cleaner will operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If that's what you want, you push a button that says constant cleaning. Okay. If you have allergies, um, this time of year when the pollen is thick and in a lot of areas of the country you get that yellow stuff all over your cars and your eyes, water, etc., you have a button that you might push that gives you 24 hours of operation and then will turn off. 
You also have the option of event cleaning. Event cleaning might be when uh, you vacuum. You stir a lot of stuff up, so an event clean will give you three hours of air cleaner operation. Or the day after a big party. (laughs) The the day after a big party or the day after you cooked a whole bunch of fish or something like that. And the final option would be automatic, which means if if I choose that option, the air cleaner will run for 30 minute cycles. So 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off. But then, Dave, when you get into the heating or cooling season, when your furnace is on, do you then go back to sort of a passive operating style where it just sort of kicks on with the system? Yes. The answer to your question is exactly as you said. When I'm back to getting a demand call for conditioned air, the air cleaner goes back to operating with the system. We're talking to Dave Reifstack from April Air about some uh, new advances in uh, indoor air cleaning technology. Dave, you know, we've heard this stat uh, time and time again from the EPA about indoor air becoming uh, more dangerous than the air outside. Is that because we're making homes much tighter these days and we just have more contaminants to deal with? They don't have other ways to get out of the house? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, years ago, the homes were fairly loose, so you had what was called a lot of air changes. Air would seep in underneath doors, through windows. Anytime you cut a hole in the cavity, the outside of the wall, you had the potential for air to come in, infiltration. Nowadays, as we tighten everything up for energy conservation, we caulk all the nooks and crannies. The home no longer has the ability to breathe like it used to. And how is this? I mean, we've all seen those freestanding units and think, oh, it's cost effective. I'll just buy one of these for the room that I hang out in most in the house. But I mean, really, is there a big difference between cleaning everything in just the one room? Is it noticeable? There's a noticeable difference. With the portable air cleaners that you're talking about, they really are only good for a, within a couple of feet of the area that they're setting or the specific room that they're in. With whole house air cleaning, you have the ability to, to clean the air, whether it's a two-story, um, multiple systems, but you clean the entire air up to four air changes per hour when your system is running. So we're bringing all the air that's inside that house and running it across a high-efficiency air cleaner, which in essence scrubs it, removes all the contaminants, the allergies, the pollens, the dirt, the dust, etc. Well, the new product is called the April Air Model 4000 with active control, and it definitely sounds like uh, it solved one of the problems that I've had around my house, Dave, and that is I'll no longer need to leave the uh, the fan switch on 24-7 to clean my air. It's so smart to have this uh, automation available so that we can clean the air when we need it. And I especially like the event cleaning function because we have a lot of parties around here. <laughs> Dave Reifstack from April Air, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you want more tips on uh, how to keep your house air clean, you can visit their website at April Air. That's com. Thanks much. All right. Well, along the same subject of things that could make the indoor air quality in your home not so great, when we come back, we're going to be talking about mold. And if you think that living in Arizona gets you off the hook for mold in your house, you are absolutely wrong, my friend. We are going to tell you why climate is not necessarily a major contributor to mold problems across the country. Be back with you in a bit. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. 
Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Fit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one 888 Call us right now for the answer to your home improvement question and the opportunity to win this hour's prize. We're giving away one dozen double packs of micro mini CFL bulbs from Sylvania. And with as long as these light bulbs last, you are going to be good to go probably for the next 20 years. They're smaller in size to regular CFLs, and they're going to fit in just about anywhere that an incandescent bulb fits. They're going to save you some money. They're going to help save some energy. They're going to help save the planet all at the same time. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. The number is one 888 Pit. If we choose your name out of the Money Pit hard hat, we'll send 120 bucks worth of CFLs to your door. All right. Well, if you're picking up the phone to call us to find out where exactly your state ranks in the list of moldiness, if that's a fun way to describe it, we've got the answers for you right now. There was actually a recent study that ranked each state for the risk of mold in homes and businesses. And according to the study, Texas is the number one state where you will find the most amount of mold in homes and businesses, followed by Florida, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Nevada, and Arizona. That's right. We're talking about Arizona, and that's mostly a desert state. It should be a reminder that mold can affect any of us, no matter where we live. If you want to learn more about mold and how to tell if you've got mold in your house, and more importantly, how to get rid of it if you do, we've got a great resource for you. It's called the Mold Resource Guide. It's on our website, moneypit.com. It's totally free, and it is chock-a-block full of information that will keep you and your family healthy. 888-666-3974. If you have a mold question, pick up the phone and give us a call right now. Leslie, who's next? Rose in Pennsylvania needs some help with a concrete situation. What's going on? Hi, I have an old house, and the steps going down to the pool are concrete that are falling apart. Do I have to dig them all back up and put new in, or is there some way I can repair them to make them look good? Well, I think you definitely can repair them. Is the concrete surface deteriorated? Yes. Okay. You can use an epoxy patching compound. And basically okay. recoat those and sort of build out all the deteriorated sort of pitted areas. You can right. buy epoxy uh, patching compounds at home centers, or you can buy it online. There's a good industrial website that sells products uh, for the home as well called Abatron, A-B-A-T-R-O-N. They have a great line, very extensive line of uh, concrete repair products there. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome, Rose. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Ray in North Carolina is dealing with a moldy situation. Tell us about the problem. Yeah, I keep getting mold in my garage. It's a it's an unfinished garage, and my dog stays out there a lot. And I keep getting mold around the door frames and the, and on the floor. How can I clean it and on keep it floor? from coming? Yeah, on, on the floor. On the con- it's a concrete, concrete? floor. That yeah. would be very unusual because mold doesn't grow on inorganic places like but floors. But it does grow on dust and dirt. Well, that's true. Well, what you need to do is you need to wash everything down with a mildicide. I would use a bleach and water solution, or I would use a commercially available mildicide. Uh-huh. And the common mistake is that people sort of scrub this stuff away, but they don't leave the mildicide product on the surface long enough for it to really do its job. Uh-huh. You need to spray it on and let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes so it really goes to town and kills all of the uh, fungal spores that are left behind. And then you can clean it off. And the other thing that I would do after that is I would use a a bathroom-type paint that has a mildicide in it. I would prime the surface, and then I would use a mildicide-based paint on top of that. And that Mm -hmm. will help slow this down. 
And what about an epoxy coating for the floor? Yeah, that as well. That's a good idea because it makes it easier to clean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so very much. What mm-hmm. was the, what's the, the ratio of uh, the... Uh, bleach to water? The bleach to water. I would, I would probably go about 20% bleach. 20%? Yep. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Ray. Thanks so much Love for calling show. us at 888 Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Up next, it's time to jump into the email bag. Say, have you been staring at a deck all summer long and it's not getting any better looking? Well, (laughs) you might know how Justine feels from Reston, Virginia. She's got a question about a deck that looks pretty nasty. Wants to know how to restore it. We'll answer it next. 888-MONEY-PIT. It is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology to help you save time and money while preserving your home's exterior finish. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you've got a home improvement question that maybe requires a lot of explaining or a photo to go along with it, why not visit MoneyPit.com, click on Ask Tom and Leslie, email us your question, and then listen to the show every week, because we may answer it like we're going to do right now. We've got one from Justine in Reston, Virginia, who writes, We recently bought a home with a very large deck. For some reason, a prior owner had painted the wood decking with latex paint, which is now blistering and peeling badly. Go Short, figure. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you know what? It could be a solid stain. Those things react the same way. Short of stripping the old paint and sanding it down, both of which would seem like a major undertaking, do we have any options? All right. Well, Justine, those are the two options. If you're dealing with a paint or a stain, you know, they both look very similar, especially a solid stain looks similar to a latex paint and it's blistering and it's peeling off. You've got to get off whatever is, you know, not sticking. You can do that with a pressure washer. You can do that with a scraper. You want to make sure you get down as much to raw wood as you can. The best way to do it, though, is with a chemical stripping product. Get off as much as you can. Get to as fresh raw wood as you can. Let it dry out really well. Then go ahead and use a solid stain. Make sure you pick something that has a primer base to it as well to the stain so it really does adhere well to the surface, especially if it's an older deck. If you hate the look of it, pull off all of that decking, go with something like a composite, like fiber on decking. It's beautiful. It looks like real wood. You will never have to refinish it again once and it's done. If you paint your stain, you're going to be doing it again in a couple of years. And also if it's an older deck, make sure you do a good deck inspection, Justine, because we'd hate to see you put all that work into the cosmetic areas only to find out that you've got some pretty serious structural problems. All right, Frank in New Jersey writes, I'm planning on converting my home heating system from oil to gas. It's a hot water system. I've been told that it's better to get a boiler that is oversized so it doesn't run as much. I've also been told undersized is better, so it will always be running. Oversized is bad, undersized is worse, right size is the right answer, Frank. You want to make sure that your heating contractor does a heat loss analysis of your house that will determine exactly how many BTUs you need by the boiler that's the right size. This way it'll do the job without wasting a lot of energy. It's the Goldilocks of the equation there, Frank. 
Well, if you've been doing some cleaning this summer and discovered a big old box of old photos, wondering how to display them with pride, Leslie's got the answer in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. If you have run out of space for another picture frame in your house, this is a great project for you that will allow you to display all of your family photos and have everybody see them. You can just be proud as punch of all the little munchkins you've got in your house. You can create a very personal family photo mural by arranging all of your photos on any flat coffee table or end table and then go ahead and cover that table with a piece of glass or even lucite so you don't have to worry about anything breaking. And you can hold that glass in place with a dab of clear caulk in each corner. That'll just stick it right in there. And this can also work to show off your favorite mementos from a favorite vacation including your photos, museum entrance tickets, foreign currency, and even a pressed flower that maybe you picked up while hiking around and your honey gave it to you and you wore it behind your ear all day. (laughs) Not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. But, you know, it's a nice way to show off everything and it keeps your family trips and your family right there with you. And it's good to brag a little bit in your own home. Well, speaking of bragging, that tip comes from our brand new book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure, which we will be launching next week live from Book Expo America in Los Angeles, California. Can't wait to get out there and tell everyone about this new book. We're really excited about it, and we could not have done it without you. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 